you're on Arts Minute with Katie and Rebecca, and we are joined by Tom Middleditch from Genius, a show playing at Theatre Works. Welcome, Tom. Thank you for having me. We've got some interesting topics to cover because this show is Nick's immersive encounter and there'll be eight unique thinkers mm. who will present their perspective on the topic of their expertise. Hey, special note, Art Smitten's very own Christian Tsubis is performing in this show, actually, so we'll be, we'll be getting down there to support Christian. Mm. And, yeah, Tom, we thought we want to start with what, what is a genius to you? <laughs> what, what do you think encapsulates a genius? Well, to me, genius is kind of a composite of two things, really. There's what you know, and then there's how you tell it. And what you know is something that I think people focus a lot on when they they think about what genius is and what genius can do, and not so much on communicating to other people. I mean, for me, I find true genius is not just what you know, but it's how you can tell that to other people. Because if you can't tell that to other people or you can't make it clear to other people, then as far as they know, you don't have that knowledge in yourself. So it's a good um, point of discussion. So what kind of topics can we expect to be covered within Genius? Well, currently there are two levels of topics that are generally going to be covered through Genius. The first and the most important one, I feel, are the ones that are explored by the artists themselves. Yeah. And these are varied and various. One of the artists will, will be live drawing based on input put in by any people walking through the space that he is occupying. Another, Katrina, has life advice that she wants to be able to give out to people. We have two political pundits on the board, one talking about the royal families, as in all of them, all the royal families of the world. Wow, and so not just not just the British monarch, no, no, would no. be he, Queen Liz. And, oh, he's, yeah. he knows... I believe he knows most of the European royal families, has sent mail to a lot of those families and received mail back from quite a number of these families wow. as well. Yeah, he's been allowed access to quite a number of the palaces and royal chambers of yeah. these particular monarchs as well, which is really exciting. It's wonderful to actually have someone on board who's been there and knows it from lived experience. Wow, there's going to be a lot contained. Mm, and that's only three of them. That's only three of them. And yeah. how many artists are in this? Well, you said eight before. Unfortunately, we had two who, due to circumstance, are unable to participate right. in anymore, which mm. is understandable. This is this is kind of what happens with arts when you're doing something this immersive and this yes. timeful. And for some people, sometimes these things just happen. Yeah. Um, but the people we have now are wonderful, and they've been wonderful pretty much from day one. And so giving and generous in how they want to be able to share this information, this their passions, really, to yeah. the rest of the world at large. And these areas of expertise, I mean, we are in like the information kind of age, but mm. seeing um, topics that you might not... You might not just be able to Google or come up on your Facebook. Mm. It's coming from a person. Well, the yeah, I mean, the thing that's of interest to me there is even though most of the things that are going to be explored in these spaces are factual, they're still being presented by people who have chosen these areas, who have found something special in these areas. So in a way, the information says something about these people as people, but not in a conventional way. Yes. It's a very... Both fact and art-based installation, which I think is something 
unique within the sort of arts community and the live arts scene itself? Yeah, right. Did you want to elaborate on that? Uh, sure. In which way? Um, how? Well, because it's immersive, right? Mm. So by that, do you mean can we expect some audience interaction? Or Well, the interaction really follows how much you want to be able to put in. Like with most good interactive theatre, you decide the level of immersion. You could go in and just see things on the surface, and that is a lot in itself. But if you choose to go further, to engage deeper, there is many more themes and textures and there's a richness to the experience that you as an audience member have the ability to invest in. It really is dependent on you as a person. What, how much you want to be able to get out of this and how much you feel you can. I'm always of the opinion that art is a rock thrown into people's heads and whatever splashes up is your experience. So cool. you have to decide or you have the autonomy to decide what you can actually do with that experience. Choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very cool. Neurodiversity is a buzzword mm. in this production. I myself don't know too much about this, but... Oh. Could, could we use this as a talking point? Absolutely. Yeah. So neurodiversity, what does, what does that mean? <laughs> neurodiversity is a new social movement. And currently, that's the most concrete thing that people can say about it in the long run. When you start to go into more details about it, things start getting a little bit more complicated. But generally speaking, it is the advocacy created for, by, and for the benefit of people with neurodiverse status. That is, cognitive difference, people who have mental conditions, things that otherwise would them put them into a way that being in the world that we are now is not suited to them, is right. not suited to how they think naturally, even though they as people have so much to offer. We as a community have not enabled that offering to be put forward. It's not as accessible. Yeah, yeah. Simply just by nature of trying to create a society around which the majority of people can have a basic input on what is an assumed ability of theirs. Yeah. When the neurodiverse people come forward and they have amazing ideas and unique and vibrant and beautiful ways of seeing the world, occasionally because they don't fit inside the box or don't even conceive of there being a box to fit inside of. There's no way to itemise and commodify what it is that they're saying. And so it gets lost in the white noise and occasionally they get seen as different or less. And that's kind of what neurodiversity is trying to challenge. It's trying to challenge this notion of just different, not less. Yeah. And where does your background kind of come in that? Like, do you... Um, like are you coming from like a more medical perspective or is this mm. just a topic that interests you? Or? Well, for me, as an autistic individual, yep. um, diagnosed with uh, Asperger's in the late 90s, early 2000s, it is something that I have come to terms with over the past few years uh, during university. For me, an engagement with these themes primarily through arts at this point, is something that is really, really important because most of the information and most of our experience with this is through a medical model, a deficit-based model, a model of medicine, a model of cure and ailment. And while that model has produced wonderful things, while that model has produced therapies and services that have been of help, the model in itself can be detrimental to people's well-being 
just as a person. And this is where the social model comes in. Are you familiar with the social model of disability? No, not really. Well, the social model basically says, as I was saying before, that the world around people is not enabling them to engage with the world. There's more barriers yeah, kind of up. Yeah, yeah. Like, like um, the classic example is if there's no ramp outside of a building, that's disabling to people who aren't able to take stairs. Right. It's yeah. not that they are disabled, it's that the society around them has not enabled them. Put it in the same way that if it was just a brick wall and we were expected to get inside by climbing the brick wall, people who couldn't climb brick walls, and which is a lot of us, yeah. would not be able to... It's not an everyday skill. No, no, it's something that people shouldn't take for granted. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're just chatting to Tom Middleditch, the dramaturg for Genius, a show at TheatreWorks that's um, showing as part of the Festival of, Festival of Live Art. So, Tom, could you tell us more about the history of the piece, where it came from? Absolutely. Well... As with most great theatre, it started out as a conversation. And the conversation in particular was between the main facilitator, Amelia Ducker, who's kind of our team captain in a way, a uh, chief collaborator, yep. and Max, who is one of the artists within the piece. Basically, it started out as a conversation between them about Max's interests. And Max was the one I was talking about before um, who was interested in the royal families right. and had encyclopedic knowledge about royal families of the modern day. And it was from there that Amelia felt that there was such passion and such inherent interest just in Max alone that from there the idea of genius, the idea of a facilitated space was born. This project is being realised through St Martin's, as you said before, and because of that we've been able to find other actors, other neurodiverse performers and artists through engagement with the St Martins community, either individuals who were already going to St Martins or who were connected through St Martins in some way or another. Cool. Um, so this show does feature people with some neurodiverse diverse people. <laughs> How did you go about reaching out and finding all these really interesting people with really cool interests like, um, you know, the royal family? <laughs> well... That wasn't my job most of the right. time, um, uh, although I imagine I'll probably have learned a lot on how to do that by the end of this. Yeah, sure. Uh, Amelia was the one who put forward most of the provocations and requests for individuals, neurodiverse individuals, who wanted to present their interests, their specialised interests, yeah. their, their area of genius, as, um, as it's been put. And we got, a few feet, we got a few people applying for it, and we went through and we were able to pick the ones that interested, the ones that was very much of the moment, really, right. of, of time now. Um, and of the ones that we've, like, of the people that we've been able to go with, something that I find very interesting as someone who looks into neurodiversity and autism in particular is the stereotype for autistic special interest is in maths or number-based sciences. Right. And none of the artists who are going to be showing off their work for Genius have that as a special interest. So all of their interests are bucking the trend yeah. of what is perceived to be the stereotypical zone of interests. But that doesn't change anything about who they are. It just changes what we as a collective society need to do in regards to the stereotype that is in place. 
Right, so you're widening the scope on like perspective, I guess. Mm, on yeah. Well, not even deliberately widening. It's just the people who came forward, by their very nature, defy the stereotype. Cool. And there's another buzzword, mm. dramaturg, <laughs> which Katie and I don't really know what that's all about. But that is that is your role within yes. um, the for Genius, playing at Theatre Works. Could you please tell us a bit more about what is a dramaturg? Absolutely. I was trying to think of a really good way to describe this until... I heard, I heard a director who I, I know personally make the comment that a dramaturg is the midwife of the play. And basically they are the person who knows of all the topics and all the interests that are engaged within a particular piece or of the particular themes and cultural contexts that are relevant to that piece and is able to facilitate further artistic engagement from the actors, giving them the freedom to be able to play more without being afraid of stepping on toes or upsetting or being insensitive. Right. So would your role be more like to research? Hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, I found most of the work that I've done has been in terms of languaging production. And through languaging, you come to understand the current status of what our opinions on neurodiversity are, which is hugely important for a piece like this, not just in terms of how it's presented to people, but also in terms of individuals who are neurodiverse looking in, seeing an institution, seeing a place, supporting the language that they want to be able to have for themselves and saying, we are here to present you as you want to be presented. It is so important to be able to have that in this day and age. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, for someone in, in your role, it's pretty necessary to be someone who is neurodiverse because um, mm. you said you're Asperger's, mm. just so you've got that understanding. But are many mm. of the other people who aren't performing, who are working more behind the scenes, are there many other neurodiverse people in the production? All the neurodiverse individuals are the artists who are performing. And as far as I am aware, no one else has disclosed a neurodiverse status from within the crew. Now... That does not necessarily mean they aren't neurodiverse. It's a very personal thing, like sexuality or race that's not immediately apparent. So that doesn't rule out that they may be. And knowing the kind of people that tend to be attracted to this sort of topic, I don't think it would be surprising. However, it's not my place to speculate on people's neuroidentity. It's an incredibly personal thing a lot of the time and still something we are struggling to find the right words and struggling to even understand the various conditions that form the ground for neurodiverse culture and neurodiverse advocacy. Yeah. Fantastic. And what what are you hoping to come out of the production um, in terms of people's reception of it? Well, my primary concern is that people enjoy it, that people have a good time, they go there, they involve themselves in the passions of these young aspiring artists and they learn something from that day. A deeper want is that they engage just below what is being presented and they ask why are these particular individuals being presented? What is it about this arrangement? What is it? Why is this important now? And I, it's my opinion that that is not something that is out of the reach of any anyone, really. If you engage with it from what's being presented, the themes of 
a neurodiverse culture and difference and what we need to do as a community and just as a society today should come through fairly fairly strongly. Uh, we're talking with Tom Middlechich, a dramaturg for a production called Genius, yeah. playing at TheatreWorks. Uh, you're an arts and on Sim Nation. And um, Tom, just before you go, um, are you familiar with the idea of an exquisite corpse story? I am not. I, I have not heard of this. Let okay. us introduce um, you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an exercise where um, a number of people will each contribute a line from a story um, just only knowing the line before. Okay. Um, and yeah, we've been sort of putting one of these together with our guests this season. Mm. Um, and yeah, we were hoping you'd contribute a line. Oh, absolutely. I mean, definitely. Do we get to hear about the whole of the story at some point later on? Or? We're hoping to be... put it all together at the oh. end of the season. Oh. So I think we just give you the last one, which came from Josh Wright, who was who is producer of Arts House from the Festival of Live Arts. We oh, just wonderful. had him on the phone earlier on the show. And his contribution, I believe, is... With Lauren's got it written down. Yes, okay. It was a very interesting contribution, and I, I do confess I didn't quite get it word for word. We got the gist of it. We got the gist. Okay, Tom, hmm. are you ready? As ready as I can be. As ready as you can be. That's what we like to hear. <clears throat> Luckily, her incredibly well equipped suit sprang into life, and razor blades popped out of it and created sweet pineapple liquid, and she had pineapple juice to enjoy. Would you like me to repeat that again for no, you? No, no. My brain's just whirring now. Um, whirring like the razor blades, <laughs> slicing up <laughs> Very those... Very much. <laughs> okay. Having now acquired a certain amount of pineapple juice, the customers that had come in asking for said martinis were pleased. However, her razor suit was still in action, and unfortunately... The movement of blades prevented her from getting to the emergency stop button. She was a flailing pencil case of weaponry, and there was no pineapples to help. Dun, dun, Fantastic. Dun. To be continued. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, um, for a really great interview and also for your contribute to our um, exquisite corpse <laughs> uh, contribution. Uh, you can catch Genius playing at TheatreWorks as part of the Festival of Live Arts. Tom, thank mm. you so much for joining us today on the show. Not at all. Thank you for having me.